Welcome to the Not A Mommy Yet podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Fay. I started the Not A Mommy Yet blog and this podcast because I've always known I want to be a parent one day, and you might be listening because you feel the same. You may have also heard people with kids say things like, I wish I had known this before I had kids, or I wish I had done that. Hearing those comments made me think about the parts of my life I want to spend more time focusing on before I have kids in ways that will benefit me as a parent. So I started a list of people who can teach me about health, money, relationships, psychology, and more, and started interviewing them, and this podcast was born. Whether you plan to have kids or not, I think you'll find something interesting in this podcast for you. I hope you enjoy, subscribe, and maybe even share it with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. This week on the Not A Mommy Up podcast, I am speaking with Melissa Salmarone. As a mother of three, Melissa reached a point where she didn't recognize herself anymore, and she felt stuck in a pattern that wasn't serving her, her partnership, or her family. So Melissa decided to take a step back and reassess what she needed versus what she was doing in her daily life that wasn't working, and she really figured out how to reset on a better path forward. With that experience and knowledge, she developed the CARE method to help other moms finding themselves in similar situations, create conscious connection and communication, bring more awareness to their lives, re-energize, and feel more empowered from within. Being more present, finding a more manageable work-life balance, and stepping into the person, woman, and mom you want to be and know you are has helped her clients completely change their reality for the better. In this episode, we talk more about her life now versus how it was before, how people without kids can benefit from this knowledge to help them potentially avoid this, and communication tools that have really helped her and her husband. This was a really enlightening conversation that I thoroughly enjoyed having with Melissa, and I really hope you enjoy it too. So please enjoy this week's episode of the Not A Mommy Yet podcast with Melissa Salmaron. Thank you so much, Melissa, for coming on to the Not A Mommy Yet podcast. I'm super excited to have you today and to talk about how to kind of reconnect with yourself in motherhood and how we can implement some of the strategies that you teach mothers before we have kids also. So yes, thank you so much for being here. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you today and to share <clears throat> hopefully just a lot of value around um, tools that both moms and moms who are not yet moms can really take away and implement easily into their lives because it's all about keeping those very, very simple. Mm, absolutely. I've, I think that all of us have been seeing or anyone that really f- follows kind of moms and on social media, they're starting to see a lot more honesty and transparency about what it's really like to be a mother um, and not trying to pretend that it's all just like everything you ever wanted, especially for women who just like have always known they want to be a mom. And that's definitely something that I've always known. And because I don't have kids, um, it's easy for me to idealize like this next phase in my life. Um, But you know, like the diary of an honest mom is one account that I really love. And she recently posted something about how she was like, if I clean the house and don't spend time with my kids, I feel guilty. If I spend time with my kids and don't clean the house, I feel guilty. And there's like no winning. And so it's really about finding this balance to protect yourself. And I feel like that's really what you do is 
help women reconnect to who they are. It's not really about changing who they are. I feel like it's more about bringing it back to basics. Is that right? Yes. You are so right. You are so right. And I, um, so I don't love this idea of balance because I think that motherhood is, it's never going to feel balanced. Mm-hmm. And, and in my experience and others that I've seen, I think it's more of like finding your flow really. Mm-hmm. And that does have so much to do with reconnecting with yourself. And, you know, if you're not a mom yet, you know, just building that practice in and staying connected to yourself because motherhood definitely will um, shift your identity or it can it can shift your identity. It can make you question your identity. It, you know, you can completely lose yourself in it if you allow yourself to. And, you know, it happens. It's such a, um, I'm becoming a mother for the first time. I don't want to like downplay or it's just an amazing, incredible experience. And I have three kids of my own and it's just, it's completely beautiful. And But I think what happens when you have your first kid, at least this has been my experience and other moms that I've worked with, is that, you know, we're just so wrapped up in these um, really vulnerable infants that need your time and attention 24-7. And we forget that that is um, beautiful, totally be in that. Um, But it's it's just a period of time, right? It's just a stage it doesn't last forever. And what happens is I think we get stuck there. Mm-hmm. We just get stuck there into thinking that we need to be available to them, to our spouses, to everyone else in our, in their life, in our lives 24 seven. Mm-hmm. And it's just a recipe for burnout, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, I'm, I'm a birth doula and I work with mom. So I'm, also working with first time moms. So this is actually going to be a really great conversation for me to be able to have with them after talking with you is just kind of like some tips of how to stay connected to themselves and maybe what they can do during pregnancy to start building that, that pattern, or, um, I guess just that part into their lives. But I would love for you to describe the care method. So for those of you listening who aren't familiar with Melissa's work, she developed the care method, which is her 12 week program to help moms through, um, you know, kind of reconnecting to who they are and finding this flow that you're describing. So if you can go through that a little bit and how you developed it, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll just say, um, how it came about was that I, um, my oldest is 11 and my youngest is two. And so um, I've been on this journey for a while and just remembered having that sort of moment where it was like, like you said, Natalie, I'd always wanted to be a mom, but you know, we're not prepared for what that means really. Right. And and sometimes we can't know what that means until we're actually in it. Mm -hmm. But where I found myself where I had completely lost myself um, in this moment. And I began like this multi-year journey back to myself. And so really the care method is very personal and very, um, it was my process. It's the process that I took to kind of get myself back to, back to me. Mm -hmm. And so, um, care is, 
is an acronym. And the first part of that is consciously connecting. And so developing a practice of self-care that really is, you know, self-care, people talk about it a lot. And um, I'm all for bubble baths and going to get a mani-pedi and all that sort of stuff. But really self-care in the sense of where you're looking at all aspects of you, like your spiritual, your mental, your physical, all these different areas. And it doesn't mean that you need to, you know, make this hard because really it's all about keeping it very simple, but taking a look at checking off boxes in those areas every single day, you know, it could be, um, for me, what it was, was I started with meditation. I realized I needed to slow down that I was a doer, like so many of our, so many of us are just as women, uh, we're just Mm -hmm. doers and we just feel comfortable doing all the things all the time. And, um, it was literally just driving me crazy. I was just creating so much anxiety for myself. And so I'm a really firm believer in meditation, slowing down the brain waves Mm-hmm. slowing down there, which in turn helps slow down the reaction time. Um, I used to be very, very reactionary and had a yelling problem and, um, all these things. <laughs> so, um, which, you know, no one would have known. Uh, but so C is that conscious connection really working through the way I work with clients is helping them develop self-care that fits into their life. So it's not a one size all fits approach. It really is taking into account what you need in all those categories of your life. And that's mm-hmm. how I think you begin to find a flow. Um, it's just starting there, starting very simply. The A is for inner awareness. And um, that's where you hit the nail on the head about the guilt, the mom guilt, you know, really taking a look at what our values are, what are our beliefs, because so many of us were um, conditioned to believe certain things about what what being a good mother really is, right? And um, those things may or may not really apply to you. And I find that a lot of times moms have never questioned some of these things that were just naturally ingrained in them about what a good mother is, you know, how their mother did or did not do something, um, right? We just think this is the way it is. This is the way it should be done. Never questioning it. Um, so that's really, that's the awareness is so, I just can't even explain how huge that has been for me and so many other moms is like really taking a look at these things and like freeing yourself of these expectations. Yeah. I feel like we're so used to seeing it. Like you said, like it's, it can be generational where we see like our mothers saw their mothers do it. And then we saw our mothers do it. And so we're just like, that's how you, that's how it is. That's what you do every single day. You're doing all these things and that's what it is to be a mom. So bringing awareness to that and just being like a pause, like, wait, I don't have to do all of these things every single day to be a good mom. Right. Um, it's, yeah, it's so true. Um, and then the R is for re-energize and, um, 
that's really taking a look at what boundaries we have in place. You know, are we saying yes to everything when we really mean no? Um, are we people pleasing, which is, you know, I'm a people pleaser in reform, um, you know, and really setting into play some good habits um, around that. And then also around some of the other things that we talked about, the self-care habits, um, putting yourself on autopilot is going to give you so much more energy. So you're freeing yourself of like the mental energy, which people just, I think, really don't understand um, how heavily that can weigh on you. You know, if you feel exhausted, but you've really just, you know, been sitting at your desk all day, that's mm-hmm. a good example of, you know, you, you spent all your mental energy, for instance. Yeah. And I've, so, I've heard too, like, if you're, it's a good reminder, if you're saying yes to one thing, you're saying no to another. So it's, it's just fine. Like, you just have to realize that you can't do everything in a day. So deciding what you're going to say yes to should have value and it should take some pause and be like, what am I saying no to if I say yes to this? Absolutely. And you know, I'm the type of person I still have to ring myself in because it's like, I, one of my high values is like, um, connection and serving. And so, you know, if someone asked me to serve, you know, it's like, I really want to do this. It's not a matter of me, like not wanting to do it and not being able to say no. It's a matter of like, I want to do it all. Mm -hmm. I want to do it all, but it's just not feasible because something's got to give. Right. Um, yeah, so, and then the E is for empower. And this is so eye-opening and so huge, I think, for so many moms is that we have a choice in what our life looks like. And so if you look around at your life and there's things in it that you're not happy with, so many of us are resigned to thinking, that's just the way it is. And we can either complain about it or we're resentful about it or, but we have the power. We actually have the power to make different choices, um, take responsibility for those choices. And when I say responsibility, I mean, I don't, really know many moms who are not responsible when we think of it in the context of like getting things done but this is just like taking responsibility for um making things in like the way that you want them the way you respond to different situations um so a good example for me and taking responsibility and how it's completely changed my life is that I was really unhappy in my marriage extremely unhappy I thought that he didn't, my husband didn't understand me. I thought we were so different. Um, We've been together for 21 years now, married for almost 15. And, you know, I just felt like um, this is just a few years back that we had just grown apart and it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And we went to therapy. That didn't seem to help. Um, so finally it got to the point where I was at a complete crossroads. It was like, okay, you know, either stop complaining about your marriage or, you know, you look to see what you're going to do next. Right. Like, are you going to be in the marriage or not? Right. Basically. And I decided that it's, 
it was important to me to really work on it. And yet, like I had been saying for a long time, like I'm doing all of these things and he's not responding, but I really had a complete just change of heart, change of mind, reset. I don't know what you want to call it. When I went through some coaching and really learned about this concept of responsibility. And so what I did was I just started focusing on me and focusing on what I could do in any given day. I really doubled down on like anything and everything to support me in terms of just my reactions. I mentioned my yelling before. So um, I visualized myself. I literally visualized myself every single day, you know, being in a situation or a conversation with him and not reacting. And it was incredible just in a short amount of time, just the turnaround that started to happen in our marriage. Now, like I'm not saying my marriage is perfect because it's totally not, you know, like it's, we all have those moments. Um, <laughs> but when that's I amazing saying, though, that, that helped so much and that you saw a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it saved our marriage. It completely saved our marriage just for me, like focusing on how I was going to be. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. how he was, not yeah. how he was or was not act, acting. That's such a good point. I definitely, that really resonates with me. I'm not necessarily, I mean, it def, I just think for anyone in a relationship, like you can't ultimately control how the other person is going to act. And I have a friend who, you know, has her ups and downs in her relationship as all of us do. And that's something what you're saying is like, all you can do is focus on yourself. And that's really what she has done. And it's been, if anything, so helpful for her. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. You know, we want, even though we know we can't change someone, we we want the other person to change. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just like anything in the world, like, I guess any else just in the world today um the change starts with us it yeah. always starts with us yeah and it inspires the partner too I think to see that you're doing that work and that it's not doesn't have to be scary or daunting or feel impossible it's really just like a daily practice that really over time has incredible results yes I would absolutely 100% agree <laughs> and I really I mean I just can't tell you how miserable I was and how much, how hard I was making it. Yeah. How hard I was making it. But my focus was on everything that he wasn't and everything that he wasn't doing. And Mm -hmm. it was not on what part I was playing in in the whole situation. God, I think that, I think that really does come back to, you know, what we can do before we have kids. And obviously if you're having a kid with a partner, um, then this is a great practice to kind of implement before having children. Um, just to really, I think it would connect you more and make you feel more on the same page and really help you feel more confident as a team going into parenthood. It really does sound like that's like a, like a major takeaway from your method for moms, for people without kids. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, you know, all of this kind of feeds into each other, right? And so the first thing that I had to learn in terms of um, just relationship tools 
um, which got me started was the fact that I didn't have boundaries. I didn't, I didn't really know what boundaries were. And I can tell you, um, my therapist wore out her copy of, um, boundaries. There's a book called boundaries, um, with me and she would bring it out and we would practice and she would bring it out for a really, really long time. And that's sort of kind of embarrassing to admit, but you know, it just wasn't one of the tools that, um, I ever got growing up. I just wasn't around um, a lot of people with really loving boundaries. And I thought that boundaries were unloving, actually. Yeah. And I think yeah. I'm not the only one. So I'm really not embarrassed to share it. But, you know, it's it's a little bit like, you know, going very back to the basics. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these concepts, I think, I think what makes it hard is that they're very they're not as like concrete. It's not like a math problem where you follow these five steps and get your answer. So that's why I feel like doing this work, it's really challenging. Um, and with boundaries, like you said, like having loving boundaries and feeling like boundaries are unloving, that is like, that feels very true to me. I think that's really, really important to, to reflect on. And it's, I mean, I'm definitely going to look into that book (laughs) Oh yeah, enough to remember (laughs) boundaries. Another really useful tool, I think, is just something like love languages, you know, looking into how your partner, and it doesn't have to be love languages, but I think a, a lot of people are familiar with, with what those are, um, but I've used love languages, I've used different personality assessments, and really this, this goes and plays back into responsibility too. It's, um, I really like DISC. DISC is a personality assessment and um, understanding that Aparna and I are completely opposites on the DISC um, scale. So I am a high I, which is a very like um, big picture thinker, not into the details. And my husband is a C, which is like conscientious and he is extremely extremely detail oriented and so yeah those things really play out and I still I have to think about this because it just doesn't come to me naturally but when I'm you know asking him about going to um, a party or an event or something you know remembering that he wants to know what day how long what do you, how do we need to dress? Like, where is it? Um, what part of town, like all the details, Yeah, all the details. And I'm like, isn't it just enough to know that like Bob is having a party and it's going to be on this day and let's just go. It'll be fun. You know? Yeah. Um, it's, that's so funny. That definitely reminds me of my husband. It's not really as much as he cares about the details as, or he does definitely care about the details, but it's more of just like the mental preparation of like mm-hmm. going and, and I'm just like, I'm a very social person. So I'm just like, we're going like, yes, exactly. <laughs> we're just going. Um, yeah, There's actually, I, actually I sent him, um, love languages has an app. It's called, I think love nudge. And I, I sent it to my husband probably about a year ago mm-hmm. and you know I just said hey did you download that app you know I sent it to you and he was like 
well, no, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it did. I didn't. And it's really, really funny. It's just <laughs> like, he has just got to know why, why, why. And yeah. I've just like, he told me something that sounds like a good plan. Let's just do it. Right. Yeah. So just understanding that is, uh, that was huge um, for me. And that no wonder why we're butting heads all the time. It's, it's just a communication. Yeah. It's Challenge. interesting though too, because you said like about slowing down with like the meditation that his approach almost like forces you to do that, to slow down mm. and to talk through things. So it's like, it is, even though it is opposite at the end of the day, it is like kind of this nice togetherness. I don't want to use the word balance, but like just to kind oh, of work. It's okay. <laughs> yes. No, you're right. It's true. And that's, um, and that's the thing too, is um, we recently went to a marriage class and and that class, we, you know, you're talking about like everyone thinks that their spouse is so different from them, but remembering that that's what attracted you to them, yeah. really, probably in most cases. And then um, taking those different, like realizing that you're there to like really refine each other and help each other grow. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all in how you look at it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you. I feel like this, we covered so much in our time together. I do have three last questions I ask every guest, which I always think are like kind of simple, but sometimes they make people really think. Um, so the first one is like, do you have a mantra or words that you like to live by on like a daily basis as part of your practice or any, any just like quote maybe you're saying that really resonates with you? Oh gosh, so many yeah. So many great quotes. Um, I think my focus um, that really put me on a fast track to personal development and has kind of stayed at the forefront of my mind is presence. Mm-hmm. Just really wanting to be present. That's a good one. Yeah. It's simple. It's one word. It means so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Um, the other one is we all know it takes a village to raise children. So what do you most value in your community helping you raise your children? Mm. Just listening, you know, just having those people in your life that you can call up on those really tough days and just having someone who will not judge you and just not even necessarily offer advice although sometimes that's definitely needed um but just to be there for you and and listen yeah absolutely that's great um and so needed um and then lastly what qualities do you most admire that you are hope to instill in your children or maybe you know with your older children are already seeing these qualities kind of manifest yeah um faith is really, really important to me and has brought me through, um, so much. And, and that really was something before I had children that I just knew would carry them really far. So I would say that, um, being kind, just being kind. Um, I think that just giving them I think it's kind of um, in line with this, but um, 
just showing them how to love themselves so that they can love everybody else in their lives too. I mean, it's very idealistic to say this, but I really believe if we all loved ourselves, like the world would be completely different place. Yeah, absolutely. People that you see like online trolling accounts and stuff that they always are met with a response either directly to them or directly to the followers, you know, just like that person isn't happy with themselves. And it's true that they feel the need to bring other people down. What's crazy is that most of the time they don't even know that that's why they're doing it. Um, but I think that's such a good one, not only kindness, but first, you know, loving yourself so you can be kind. Um, so I think that's great. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. This was such a great conversation. I feel like we covered a lot. (laughs) And um, I think what you do to help moms is amazing. And I know that this will still be very helpful for people who don't have kids yet. Um, These are just full of so many great reminders. And um, please let people know where they can find you and connect with you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Natalie, for having me. This was awesome. I I have a community on Facebook that I'd love to invite you to join. It's called From Overwhelmed to the Heart Led Mom. Mm -hmm. And I'll send you that link if you put that in the show notes because I know that's kind of long. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then um, I'm on Instagram too, Melissa underscore mom coach. And I have a website, melissasalmaron.com, where you can find out more about how to work with me and um yeah so that's perfect great well thank you so much melissa i really appreciate you being on the show thank you natalie Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Not A Mama Yet. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review an Apple Podcasts and maybe even share it with a friend. Check out the podcast notes for any links we may have mentioned during our conversation, and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening.